hungry. hungry. The Dirty Bag Podcast is your virtual check-in spot to celebrate the highs, unpack the lows, and sort through the in-betweens of life. It's a place to laugh, cry, self-correct, and cut up. I'm your host, Cookie, and I'm in these grown folk trenches right along with you. Welcome to today's episode of the Dirty Bag Podcast. I am your host, Cookie, and I got a special treat for the mamas today. So I know last week I was talking all that stuff about y'all not stressing over the holidays. Your babies still love you. You don't have to go broke, yada, yada, yada. Today, fuck that. So my guests today are two dope-ass ladies. We have here Dope Moms Unfiltered Podcast. I'm going to let the ladies introduce themselves. And then I'm going to tell you what today's title is. So ladies, just tell them real quick who you are. All right. Well, thank you so much, Cookie, for having us on here. This is, I just want to let you know, this is our very first time being featured on another podcast. So what? I think that's dope within itself. Yes. I didn't Cookie, know. pop that cherry, baby. Period. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, mamas. <laughs> yeah. So I'm Alicia. Um, I am one of the co-hosts for Dope Moms Unfiltered. I am a mama a married mama of two little girls. One is five going on 16 and two going on seven, I'll say. Um, but she might honestly be just the same age as her sister because she tries to fight her sister even though she's half her size. Mm. Um, yeah, girl, Let, you know, that that's another conversation for another day. Yes, um, married, yeah, married to um, my husband, Eric of We've been together for 13 years, um, but we have been married for six. And I don't know how much more you want, but that's that's a little bit of me. That's good. Bye. Awesome. Well, I'm Erin. I'm the other half of Dope Moms. Um, I'm a single mom of one lovely little boy, Jalen. Um, he's seven. And I would say he's probably going on 27 because mm-hmm. he thinks he's a rapper. He thinks he's Seven. Big Meech. Um, so I'm trying to navigate that type of space because I'm in this is a whole new world right now. Seven is very different than two and one. And I, I felt I had the other stuff down. Seven is a beast. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, but I work two jobs, um, single mom, case manager, and I'm assistant coach at Quinnipiac. So Ooh. that's pretty much me. I'm always working. So yes, ma'am. See, yeah. She- and this is why this lot. is why we got them here. You see, so first of all, we got basically some bosses on the show today. Being a mom mm-hmm. in itself is a boss, but being yeah. a mom, it's almost like we all should be prescribed some sort of magic medication. So that's why today's episode is titled Fuck <laughs> These Kids. <laughs> Fuck these kids. <laughs> and we 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 gonna say what y'all can't say. Listen, parenthood is very hard. And I think we've gotten in today's society where we have to have this perfect language. We got all these mom groups giving all these tips and all of this stuff about how to be kind and to all, all this stuff, but nobody's saying what really needs to be said. Like these little motherfuckers are terrorists. And sometimes we need a space to say that shit. Y'all have every right to feel how you feel when you lock that bathroom door. Okay. 
-hmm. when you feel like crying, mm -hmm. when you pull up from home from work and you got to sit in the car for maybe an hour or 30 minutes before yes. you go inside. We're here today to let you know, like, it's okay. Like, it's really yep. okay. So we getting past this holiday stuff. All right, y'all did y'all thing. You got these kids mm. gifts, even though we're in the midst of a pandemic, but we're going to yeah. talk about some things. So ladies, I wanna hear from both of you, first of all, what was the biggest mm. adjustment to you with your entryway into motherhood? Whew, Ugh, man, that is, that's loaded. Um, you wanna go first? You want, uh, Cause you, you were mean, mom first. I was, that is so funny um, how I figured when Alicia found out how you know, I became a mom. It was really oh, funny. We were actually together. That was so funny. But yeah. um, she had no idea. But I think for me, wondering if I'm fucking doing it right. I think that was the biggest thing for me is you don't come with a manual. You honestly don't know what the fuck you're doing at times. Am I doing this right? Is baby crying because he has to shit? Is he crying because he's hungry? Is he this? Is he that? Trying to navigate your own stuff right. and a newborn baby. I think for me, simple kind of question is, Am I doing this right? Am I an okay mom? Are people looking at me like I'm crazy? You know, so for me, the biggest adjustment is just knowing if I'm doing it right. Because everybody has their own way of parenting. Everybody has their own way of being a mom, a parent, so on and so forth. So for me, that I would say that's my biggest adjustment. Just knowing if yeah. it's not. I don't think we ever really ever feel like we know that we're doing it 100% correct anyways. You know what I mean? I feel like our kids could be 45 years old and we're still like, shit, did I, am I doing it right? Did I do it right? And they're a whole ass adult, you know? Right. So I, I feel like that's going to be a forever question e, for, for us. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. Girl. Well, um, yeah. I think for me, my biggest adjustment was like losing my me time and my free time, which were huge. Like E knows like, I'm a very social person. I'm always out and about me. My husband and I are literally always out and about like before the pandemic ever hit, like every weekend we had mad things to do. Like it was like back to back to back to back. Um, and so for me, it was like becoming a parent, becoming a mom. It's like, wait a minute, hold up. We got to adjust this. And so in the beginning, I definitely struggled with like finding my time and then still finding time with Madison, who's my oldest. Um, and then the role that that played, you know, on my marriage with my husband, because then it was like him and I are both social butterflies and we're trying to both be out and do things. But one of us got to either be home right. or, we, you know, we had amazing parents that were like great, you know, grandmothers and grandfathers that oh, like would take the kids, whatever, which was amazing and great. But then, you know, that played a role on our marriage, too, because then it felt like one person was doing more work than the other. And how are we going to communicate then as a couple, too? So my one of my biggest adjustments was trying to figure out where the hell does Alicia come in? Where is Alicia's time? Where's that line, that boundary? You know, because you want to be a parent. You want to be active in your child's life, right? You want to be there for them. You want to help them grow, mold them and all that. But then you also got to have you time. Like, who are you if you don't know? what your interests are and what your passions are. And are you being fair to yourself if you're not giving yourself that time and, you know, devoting some space for you? So it was finding that balance of, all right, I have a screaming three-month-old or one-year-old. And then when my second one came, yeah. it was like, how am I going to manage this time? Right. And you know what? My son, I, we have a gap here. So I have two. I got a college mm. freshman and a one-year-old. Okay. Actually, she's... Okay. 
13 months now. So I damn near okay. got this little booger out the door. Yes, yes. I had just came back from Cuba, had the best trip ever. I'm planning out 2019. I woke up randomly one day and said, I'm going to Ghana this year. I didn't booked and paid for a trip to Africa. Ooh, and a few what? weeks later, <gasps> I was meeting the homegirl for lunch and I was waiting at the light, but I made a beeline for Krispy Kreme, which was weird because I was headed to lunch. So I'm like, yeah. why do I need this donut this damn bad? So I'm like, that's weird because I'm on my vegan shit right now. At least you know when you're a vegan for 10 minutes every eight months. So I did that. <laughs> and the next day I took a nap in my car. I worked in sales. So I'm like, I'm sleepy in the middle of the day. You know what? I'm just going to take it to knock it out. I mean, I know what we, but I'm, I'm just going to take a test because, you know, surely there's no way. Yeah. No. Hell no. And, ah. and found out her little big head ass was coming. I said, you know, I Damn. always wanted a daughter, but I just made peace with the fact that it wasn't going to happen. And now at a time in my life where I'm out here, I'm outside. Right. Now this you coming? Like, Word? Damn. She said, me too. She you said, said, we about to do we, this. No, nah, baby, we outside. <laughs> so yeah. it's just, it's but I look, yes, but with my son, I was a freshman in college, like me and my high school sweetheart. And I just made so many mistakes with him. Like the stuff you saying, like, am I doing it right? Or maybe they're not mistakes. I was just learning. So yeah. with her, I'm like, I got to do it right. And then I figured out 18 years later, you still don't know shit. You will forever yeah. be winging it. It literally yes. doesn't matter. But that brings me to the next question. Cause I think I made a lot of sacrifices that I felt bad about. Cause I was really trying to climb the corporate ladder with my son. Cause in my mind to be a good parent you had to have a great career. That's what mm -hmm. made you a good mom. So I started mm -hmm. chasing money and I learned that you lose time that way. Like you, you got one shot to be a parent. So my mm -hmm. question to you is both of you like what have you found that you feel most guilty about? Oh. <laughs> for <gotta> me <laughs> for me I think and I still battle with this um is that I work two jobs and my job responsibilities outside my office hours um so graduated I became an assistant coach um I got pregnant I had my son um I was working trying to get into a career um and so I think what I feel guilty about is the time that I have with my son, I feel like it's always occupied with work. So if we're sitting here trying to watch a movie, I feel like I'm on call. I got to then be like, hold on one second, Jay. Mommy's got to take this call. Or if somebody calls out in my job and I'm on call, I got to go and work in third shift. Now I got to try to figure out other things. And so I think for me, trying to have the time with him without it having just so much work involved. I want to be able to just drop everything with work and have my time with Jay and it just be me and him. And I feel like I don't have that and I feel kind of guilty, but I feel like mommy has to work. Mommy has to make this money. Mommy has to pay bills. Mommy just can't go and get you all these things without working, you know? So it's like, I gotta do it. You know what I mean? And I gotta work the two jobs in order to make my income kind of come in and pay the bills that I gotta do and pay my rent and lights and this and that and food and he's eating up everything in my house so I gotta work extra hard for that you notice boys eat so much look at this look at my pantry god dang. look she no, can feed her, her pantry is always a third stacked. world right country what is and this and he goes through that a week her pantry is always stacked always like I don't even want to know what your grocery bill is because that's re there is not an empty space no, in her no. pantry nope and I don't oh. know if you can see the floor, but that's, that's, that she got it. Girl, you got food on the floor. 
I got no, I got the waters and I got like, the juices yeah. and then like you stack them up and then you got the chips and stuff. You I don't mean, put water in the fridge. I <laughs> do. But I put up, you know how black people do. They put it, put, the put it on the floor. You put it on the floor and then when you get some room in the fridge, you then put some over there. Yeah, that's, that's me. It. Typical black girl. Yeah, that's drink me. some drink the that warm water. Hot. Be glad, be glad yeah, you get bottled water. These ungrateful ass kids get bottled water. We drink from yeah. the sink. The sink. Listen, wait a minute. Listen, okay. And you're I, lucky if you got an ice cube, so. Yo, I barely even have bottled water in the house. What I do is outside the fridge, but it, but most likely I got a gallon of water that I just refill with the tap water and put that shit right in the fridge. And look, they don't even know the difference. They think they have a, she like my five-year-old don't know the difference of like bottled water. All she wants is she wants it cold. That's it. My, my son bougie as hell. See, I worked for Coca-Cola, so he was used to drinking like the smart water. So if I buy off brand, this is why we say fuck these kids, because he can taste the difference. He's like, this is nasty. I'm like, boy, it is water. There is no nasty, but I'm like, yes, the fuck it is, because you yep. had faucet yep. water your whole damn life. I don't even remember. I think I didn't have a bottle of water till like my late teen years. So I feel like these kids are spoiled. No, they are. They are. But it's like what we've always tried to do, right? Like we always want to give them more than what we've had and, and do more and provide more, which is like why you said you, you climb the corporate ladder so you can have a career position to be able to like, you know, be there for your son. And like, that's always what we do. We always want them to have more, we, like always. But sometimes I'm like, you don't need that. Look you have to just fine without a snowsuit in the wintertime. <laughs> I just put on a couple layers of pants. Double sweatpants. You know what I mean? <laughs> But you, you lucky you had gloves. I'm Listen, saying. I so I remember sometimes putting my hands inside the sleeves. <laughs> I remember walking in snow. I remember okay. walking in a blizzard to the bus stop. Fuck these kids. Okay. Yeah. Or I, okay, let's really throw it back though, because um, how many people remember if they didn't have gloves, they used socks? Socks Girl. on their hands. <laughs> I just said it yesterday. <laughs> Dylan was like, "Mommy, let's go outside in the snow." I said, "Uh." <laughs> I don't even think mommy owns a pair of gloves right now because what I used to do when I would go wipe off my car, get an extra jacket, get that plastic bag, put it on there. Over that move that you, you MacGyver that bitch. These kids need to learn how to be little MacGyvers and we wouldn't spend so much money and you wouldn't be working two jobs right now. So that's the problem. Yeah, see, I feel like these kids I'm gonna need, need to struggle. To, yeah, well, I'm going to need him to figure it out. Like, tomorrow. That's <laughs> tomorrow. Cool, so can you think of something that you feel guilty about that you maybe think about putting your child through just for them to get, you know, just a little thick skin, just for them to be a little bit more appreciated? Like I made my son walk to school once when I knew damn well I wasn't going to work. He could have took the car, but I felt like character. So <laughs> I let his little ass walk. It was a little breeze outside. I got tired of him driving the gas out of my car and not putting gas back in it because he had a little job. And I know somebody's going to go, no, but you know, they shouldn't struck. Fuck y'all. Some of y'all say that and you don't even have kids. I'm tired no. of you non-kid having folks giving all these opinions on what folks shouldn't do. These kids be tripping. Listen, this, you know what? I'm just going to drink to that because that part about the non-parents giving the parents advice on what we should and should don't not be doing. The memes, they always come from, I see posted from people that ain't had no kids yet. Do you understand what nine months of carrying a human feels like? And birthing them? Come on now. Who want to drop some burden stories? Listen, I got Yikes. two of them. You want which one you want? You want the epidural? <laughs> you want the natural? Because I could give you both. We oh, let's oh, I want to hear your natural birth story. Let me hear it. All right. So the natural birth story 
uh, is my second, Olivia. Um, I decided to go 100% natural with her with no epidural because my first one, I had got the epidural. I needed two epidurals. I was in labor for 24 hours, 24, six hours. Aaron, I don't even remember. It, so it, it became like a blur. At one, you know what I mean? It was mad long. And um, I was pushing for an hour and a half. And she had like the umbilical cord wrapped around her neck. She wasn't mm. breathing. She was in the NICU for five days. It was very traumatic. And so I was like, I'm going to try to be 100% natural. But I was, gen- I'm going to say this. I was gentle with myself in the sense of like, I went in open-minded. I wanted to be natural, but God forbid something happened and plans change. I'm not going to be that person that's like, fuck this shit. I'm going natural. I don't care what you say. <laughs> so I, you know, I, I decided I was gonna do natural and I, I went I went 100 natural no drugs nothing not even the laughing gas that they wanted to give me mm. um and I'll tell you I was in labor for four hours I pushed twice and baby girl came right out but it was I'm gonna say it was the most empowering experience that I've ever had in my life um compared to when I had the epidural and then when I my, I did, right? I don't have nothing against anybody that had an epidural, C-section right. or anything, because you have to do what you have to do. Right. For me, the natural is what worked. And I just felt mad strong afterwards. But I'm going to tell you, I was rocking. <laughs> I had a doula and stuff. I was rocking yes. back and forth. I needed my doula to lift my legs because I was in so much pain. I couldn't lift them <laughs> shit. I was like, and then when she came out, the pain just stopped. And I, I literally looked so dumbfounded at my nurses. And I was like, that's the pain just stops. Like, it it's literally, just, that's it. You forget about it. Just, it. it it's gone she was like yeah that's it and I was like what the fuck kind of shit is that as much pain as I was in for like the four hours especially at the last like 15 20 minutes when it's like when I was like pushing this up and I was like that's it it's gone it's crazy but hell yeah that shit hurts you just birthed the whole kid hell yeah that shit hurts it's so human no okay did did yours come back together like did y'all did did the did the box return to something decent or did you have a process afterward i suffered second degree tears and i had a hematoma i didn't even know what the fuck that word was i just know it was a bubble mm. on my ass that's, and that's it burned. scratch you right that's when they scratch you coming well, out well no it, i never heard of it okay here's what happened i went natural as well and the and that hospital wasn't prepared for it like they didn't know how to deal with me having a doula so they kept trying to pressure us into doing the things and we kept sending them out so no. they popped in and was like, all right, well, just let us know if anything changes. Well, at this point, I'm holding onto the bed and she's crowning. So I'm like, oh, yo, sure. I felt that bag bust, like, get over here. Well, it was the, um, what's it called? Not the doctor, the nurse, but the lead attendant, whatever you call him. He was uh-huh. trying to hold her head in to wait for the actual doctor to come in the no. room. So she's coming out. He's coming. This is why doulas are important. I wish yes. we stayed at home because it was 24 hours as well. When I got to the hospital, the contractions actually slowed down. It felt like my body started shutting down. But because mm-hmm. of that, it was like a big ass bubble. It was it just, I didn't know. So the doula had to tell me the next day it's a hematoma. Cause I'm like, what's going on back there? I don't yeah. know what this bubble is. All I know oh. is I think, I think I got a shit, but I don't have to shit. I think I didn't clean myself right. Cause there is something extra you know, attached to my ass. So I got a Google hematoma. I'm learning new words on the fly. I'm like, little girl, you gonna have to be the next Beyonce or something. Cause this is some bull shit. Yo, the fact that that's what, and that's everything that you dealt with, but then to come out and then be ungrateful. Girl, Listen, you know what she did? I didn't okay. have all just, that. Oh, uh, well, mm-hmm. what happened with you? I went in at 9.45 at night and Jalen was born at 8.02 in the morning. Well, I was under 12 hours. But mind you, I had to have a C-section. Okay. Because he was stuck and 
stuck at seven centimeters and his heart rate was dropping. So they said, you know what? Like I was prepared. They kept preparing me. They were like, okay, so if this happens, this is what's going to happen here. This, if the, you do this, if this, whatever. They came in at six o'clock in the morning, his heart rate was dropping. And they were like, you know what? Just to be on the safe side, this is what we're going to do. I went in at seven and he was born at 8.02 in the morning, came out within the hour C-section. But the recovery after I wanted to die. Staples across the stomach. You're in the mm. hospital for four days. One of my... um one of your my nerves got like when they were doing stitches inside my stomach got like cinched up and it was like you couldn't really lift one of my legs like Ew, I was like wait, this what? is yeah it was because of how it, I just I wouldn't trade him for the world but that recovery process of a c-section what what got me that got yeah. me that got yeah. me so hold on, because I didn't have, a, I had first an epidural, the second a, a, a natural, but with the C-section, because I try to learn the aftermath, how long is it, like you, is there a period where you have to like have assistance holding the baby? Because I don't quite understand like the, the recovery process with what you can and can't do. So when I had my C-section, <laughs> Ricky was in the room and he was like, not holding the baby, but it's because I was drugged. Like you, there's all these drugs that you need to help you make sure that you don't get out of bed and you're ripping stuff. But I was just, I felt drugged and I didn't like that feeling. So he was like, nah, just give me the baby. Like you look crazy right now. And I was like, you know, but <laughs> other than that with holding the baby, no, I was fine. I was doing that. I just couldn't get out of bed for a couple of days. You know, um, I had, obviously you have to have an epidural, but then once I started walking around, I felt better. I just felt like I was stuck in a bed and uh -uh, that wasn't for me. So yeah. I would definitely do something. If I was ever to have a baby again, I would definitely do things a lot differently, hundred percent, or I would attempt them. But if God tells me, you know, an epidural yep. and a C-section is something that needs to be happened to have a healthy baby, then as long as my baby's healthy, I'll go through whatever I have to do to make it work. So. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now everybody has these. Nobody wants to talk about, you know, after the process, this beautiful baby and brought them home, just gorgeous, the pictures and all of that. Every kid, even babies have asshole moments. <laughs> mm -hmm. They sure do. They sure do. So let's hear, <laughs> curious about your baby's asshole moments. I mean, which one? What, like, which, the top which five per child. <laughs> I think we'll be here all day would you if we each did top five because honestly these stories could go forever no, I think no. for me, yo literally uh for me I think I mean uh Olivia even though she's two she has little asshole moments um you know she's still working on her words and figuring things out whichever but she definitely has her moments where I'm like oh little mm, just want to cock back and be like ah, but you got to hold back because she's only two right you don't want to knock her out on the first try <laughs> you know I mean you may want to but you know I, you know what I mean um but for for Olivia it's her she's very sweet but she's a I call her a sour patch like she's sour first she does like that bullshit first and then she comes up to you and, and gives you that little cute little doll face that she got like oh mommy and you're like oh little shit you little shit uh, you little sociopath but for her, I mean, watching her and her sister and the stuff that she does to her sister, um, it's stories for days. I told y'all earlier um, how she likes to try to step to her sister, who's five, okay? But she's two, but she's yeah. little, but full of sass and strong mm -hmm. as hell for a two-year-old. But she just like tries to step to her sister and she will do things like 
I will watch her purposely walk up to her sister who's minding her business and like slap the sh out of her face or pull her hair. And the Madison is, is good to know that that's her little sister. She's stronger. So she doesn't hit back. But I know that's going to change. And I know that's going to change. Listen, okay, because my sister and I went at it all the time. And we're two and a half years apart. So I already know it's coming. And I, I'm, I'm dreading that day. But when she walks up to Madison and she does these things, and then I got to reprimand her or whatever. And then I'm like, all right, you got to go to the corner. She will dead ass look at me and be like, no. And I'd be like, oh, hell no. Get your ass in the corner. No. And I'd be like, pop that little ass. And then she'll go to the corner and then she'll start crying. And then like after her little time out time, she'll come back and then she'll be like, sorry. Did she sorry. know. She knew. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, yo, this, like, what the hell? And then for Madison, it's anytime, it, it gets me when she uses my shit that I do to her on me. That's the mm. one. See? Okay. So like, it, it could be anything from like sayings and she'll use it the right way. Like, or, or like the other day I was like, I said to her, I was like, I, we, we were arguing about something. And then I just looked at him and I was like, Madison, I, I don't want to argue right now. Just, just stop. Right. Why did this little girl, maybe an hour later, because I'm talking to her about something else, turn to me and go, mommy, I just, I don't want to argue. It's just, can we just stop? And I'd be like, what the fuck? Well, hold on. First of all, we're not arguing. I'm telling you what you need to do. That's number one. Mom. But it's whenever she uses my shit on me. And then I'm like, damn, and she uses it the right way? And, and then if you respond to it like negatively, it's like, now you a bad mom. Yeah, yeah. You they, get, that's she me. Set you I up. She sets you up. She, that's exactly what she does. <laughs> what about you, Eric? <laughs> Jalen's attitude all day. That's it. I'm gonna just lump it up into one. His attitude, and I think it's because he mirrors a lot of adults. So it comes across because he's the only kid, and he's the oldest one, and he has a younger cousin, and they don't see each other all that often. But the cousin's five. Jalen's seven. But still, Jalen's around adults all the time. Between me at my house, his dad at his house, my parents at their house, his right. grandparents at Ricky's, um, Ricky's parents' house. So, but his attitude, when his attitude is on, ask Alicia, I have to try to go into a different Zen space <laughs> because I want to take his head off. Mm. I want to take his head off. Liz, just before just before we came on, I was like, Jalen, I'm gonna need you to go upstairs because mommy's gonna be in an important meeting. Before this, he was fine. He was like, all right, well, can I do it with you? I said, no, not today. You can't be part of my meeting. You know, it's really important. He was like, okay, but I said, I'm gonna need you to go upstairs. Just go upstairs. You can play video games. I'll give you some time. When I'm done, I will come upstairs. And we'll have us time. He right. comes downstairs to his dinner. It was like, oh, so you're not about to listen to me? You're not about to hear me out, mom? You're not about, that's real rude. I was Ooh. like, <laughs> I, was, you know what? I was like, I'm not about to argue with you. I said, that's it. I already told you what it is. And that's it. That's it. Just go upstairs. He was like, oh, and the, the mannerisms, the hands of this, I talk with my hands and I know that he does it back to me. And I just like, Alicia, well, she just said, using the you on you, mm. that, that, that right there, that hits different when you want to fuck his ass up. No. It, I think mm -hmm. the worst is when like little one-year-olds figure it out. So I call myself trying to be one of these little new school mamas or whatever, right? You know, I was like, I'm going to be different. I'm going to give her organic food. We're going to try some cloth diapers because, you know, the earth, <laughs> whatever the fuck. Alicia. Now, that, that first shit takes you out. <laughs> Not the that cloth first diapers. Shit, 
that first shit will take you out. So I said, you know what? I'm raising a free black girl, okay? So I'm gonna take her diaper off because I go back and forth. I'm gonna let her roam around free because she's a free black girl. She has to learn early to be her own person and agency. And she disappears into the corner. I didn't hear a grunt or nothing. And then she goes about playing, you know, because again, she had a bath. She's already been changed. And it's this nice long ass log in the corner. Sis Sis didn't give me a heads up no nothing and i'm like how you did this shit you couldn't you picking up everything else you couldn't pick your own shit up like that uh-huh. right there to me it was intentional oh wow i felt she like did. it was intentional oh, i just do so i'm like and then with my son his 16th birthday he just got his license he's like i want to drive to work he's working at the ymca i'm like no i'm gonna drop you off no i'm gonna drive and i love old ass lincoln's Lincoln Town mm. car has a whole long ass front. Don't ask me oh, why I drive yeah. that granny car. It's good for my back. My back <laughs> is fucked up. Blame the kid. He crashed it. He tore it up. His first time driving. I'm like, you know what? You don't like me. You don't like me. And little shitty ass, you really don't like me. So <laughs> it's been like these kids, for all we go through, and again, I don't care who says, well, they didn't ask to be here. Well, you, how you know? No, oh, right. They choose us. How do you know? How, you don't know shit. None of us know. What we learn about parenting already is that we don't know anything. So how are y'all no. saying all this stuff? So for anybody listening, I just feel like, hey, give yourself grace. Like these little, these kids ain't as, you know, they know some stuff. They're smart as hell. So don't think they for are. one second, every once in a while, they ain't plotting on you and they ain't pulling the you on you and they ain't setting you up. But what mm-hmm. advice would you guys give? Because right now the water is real out here. Folks are popping up pregnant left and right. These, all these Corona babies. Quarantine Yo! baby. Mm-hmm. These quarantine and chills, quarantine. What advice would y'all give the ones that's baking and they ain't stepped into this world yet? <laughs> mm. Brace yourself. Brace mm. yourself. That would be my advice. Brace yeah. yourself. But on a lighter note, I think that do it your way, right? I think yes. that as a parent, do it your way. It might, what I do with my son and what I do as a parent, somebody may look down on, but that's going to work for me. And the, as long as he, I'm not raising him to be a disrespectful asshole and right. I'm not raising him to be, you know, any type of disrespectful because you need to be number one, respectful of everybody, regardless of who you are. That's how I raise my son. He doesn't, you know, whatever. But I think a good piece of advice is that, like we've just been saying, nobody knows what they're doing. No one knows if we're doing it right. Make sure that you do it for you, especially the societal norms, what you're supposed to be doing as a mom. Oh, no, we, no. Do it the way you need to. Do it the way that you feel that you want to parent your kid because at the end of the day, it's going to be you and your child. Yeah. So for me, that's going to be my advice is to brace yourself because they're going to challenge you. Right. And number two is do it the way that you see fit. Mm-hmm. That's my, yeah. I'm a real simple. That's mm-hmm. it for me right there. No, that's, for <laughs> real, that, that's real good advice. Anybody needs that. Everybody, every, even not even just new moms or upcoming moms, like any fucking mom, even moms like that are old and they children is like 50, 60 years old. Don't matter. Everybody need that same advice. So right. you right on E. Um, hmm. For me, unpopular opinion. Yes. You're going to fuck it up. Mm-hmm. You're going to fuck it up. You're going to fuck your kids up. It's just what's going to happen. <laughs> I'm being so serious. Like, 
we're in for those of us that are in therapy and we're dealing with shit and we're doing that shadow work and that inner yes. child work and all of that stuff you realize you you realize right that's hard deep deep ingrained shit that you don't even realize that comes out in every type of relationship every type of setting it don't matter it comes out you know what I mean and if you asked me before my my therapy session like oh, like, how was your relationship with your mom and your parents? I'm like, oh, they were great. They were amazing, da-da-da-da, right? Like, they were supportive. They were there, da-da-da. And they were. But when you start to go deep, deep, you realize, like, okay, but there were some things that could have been a little bit better that definitely played a role and, and you know, fucked me up a little bit. But they did better than their parents, right? right. That's their goal. Your goal is to do better. Every, every generation is to do better. So understand that yes. you're going to fuck your kids up. There's going to be moments where you're like, fuck, that, I can see that's probably going to fuck them up when they get a... 21 and they start thinking about themselves and how they view themselves and like shit I'm sorry you know but you're just trying to do better you're trying to do better and so with that be gentle with yourself and understand that you're doing the best that you fucking can that's it that's all we're trying to do every single day we're just trying to do better than the last and for everybody that's parenting right now in the middle of a damn pandemic we're getting through this shit all of us together for real like when it started, we didn't even know if the world was going to end or not. Let's be real. Right. Zombies could have popped up. Lots of saying. You had no idea. But we're making it through. So just be gentle yes. with yourself. Be gentle. Amen. And that's real. I mean, again, and like they said, I can piggyback that forever. It's, it's parenting. It's, it's a constant learning process. And it's you're still dealing with however you were raised. So that's real. Now, I do want everybody to know how to find y'all. So drop all of that information for these listeners out here. Yes. So y'all can follow us on, uh, dope, on Instagram at Dope Moms Unfiltered, D-O-P-E-M-O-M-S, Unfiltered. Not even going to try to spell that. <laughs> Every time. You know, because you know, I'm not drinking, girl. I'm not trying to embarrass myself. <laughs> I'm about to, I was about to do this to you, Alicia. Like, <laughs> shit on the screen. I've been written for the screen. <laughs> yes, you can find us on Instagram at Dope Moms Unfiltered. You can listen to um, our couple of episodes that we already have up on all major streaming pra- platforms. So, you know, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Buzzsprout, whatever you do, whatever you like. It. Oh, and, um, Amazon podcast and iHeartRadio because we just got onto those as well. So check hey. us out there. And then we also have a Facebook. So yeah. They up. out here. They out here in these streets. And moms, <laughs> I, you definitely need to follow them because I need y'all to know you're okay. So thank you guys for tuning in today to the Dirty Bag Podcast. Please remember we are still in the midst of a pandemic. So wear your mask, wash your hands, socially distance, and make sure you take time to clean out your dirty bag. Thank you. Darling, there's only one God. Well, darling.